Hi, y'all. Dan here. It's a cool morning in southeast Kansas. The temperature is 37 degrees. The sun's just coming up over the horizon. I love this time of day. The sun has that deep orange glow, and it seems to burn into the sky and change colors from dark blue to shades of purple, pink, and lighter blues. The puffy clouds are revealed just hanging out in the sky. And then, as if it was a blanket being pulled back from the rest of the sky, the beauties of the day emerge. The clouds are just hanging out. That's our invitation. They just hang out together for a few minutes. So welcome to Wandering Monk Hikes podcast. I thought I'd continue from my last episode and share more about first getting into backpacking. There was so much I didn't know, and it was intimidating. Rick let me borrow gear as we hiked. Uh, The backpack was very different than my old army rucksack. The padded shoulder straps and the waist belt were, well, they were comfortable. Rick told me how the frame of the pack is designed to transfer the weight from my shoulders to my hips. And I didn't understand why that was important, that is, until we got on the trail. Isn't that the way a lot of things are? I don't understand the importance of something until I need it. Well, maybe I can keep one of you from learning the hard way as I tell you my stories. Well, back to my backpack. He said that when my shoulders or upper back began to hurt, then I should loosen my sternum strap. That's the small strap that goes between the shoulder straps and crosses my chest. And tighten up my waist strap. And when my lower back begins to hurt, then I should loosen my waist strap and tighten up the sternum strap. It seems backwards to me, but it worked. I could shift the weight of the pack from my shoulders to waist and back again to relieve my tired and aching body parts. Of course, he never said what to do when everything ached. I guess that's what ibuprofen's for. Rick's backpack was an osprey with an anti-gravity system and that sounded great maybe the pack would pick me up and just float me up those challenging ups what it really is though is a very comfortable system that holds the pack just up off my back for the air to flow up and cool me off i liked it so much that when my wife and i visited the ll bean store in maine i bought one for myself well actually my wife bought it for me The young man at the store measured my back, adjusted the Osprey Atmos 65, dropped a 25-pound bag of rice, and sent me off to walk around the store. I just fell into the right way of investing into a backpack. Let a professional size and adjust the pack. Walk around and try it out. The backpack is one of the big three, the main systems needed for backpacking and the most expensive parts of it. Now some say buy your backpack last. The thought is you will fill up whatever you get. My Osprey was a 65 liter pack, meaning that it holds 65 liters of gear. 
and true to the thought, I filled it up to the brim. When I began the Appalachian Trail in March of 2021, my pack weighed in at 35 pounds. Less than many, but I would learn that it was much more than I really needed. I love my backpack. I still do. The gear quickly becomes a familiar and trusted friend. So when I went lighter, I felt like I was betraying my friend just a little. Still, I made friends at Hilltop Packs. A small cottage industry in western Pennsylvania is owned by Ben McMillan. And ben and his crew are innovative and produce quality, ultra-lightweight gear. I contacted Ben in December and asked if about making a custom backpack with my Wandering Monk logo printed on the material. And he said they could do that. And then when I asked him if he could get it ready for me to start the Appalachian Trail in March, he said, you probably ought to go to another company. He gave me names of his competitors. And I was so impressed by his integrity that I chose his backpack over the others. I am so glad I did. It's very lightweight and it's made of a durable, waterproof material called Dyneema. My Osprey pack weighs in at four and a half pounds empty. The empty weight of my Hilltop packs is slightly more than one pound. Now, three and a half pounds doesn't sound like much until you fill it and you wear it for 15 miles up and down the rugged trails. Someone said, worry about the ounces and the pounds will take care of themselves. Well, I'm not a gram weenie, but I do look for ways to lighten my load. My new backpack holds 45 liters, and I was worried about losing 20 liters of capacity. I should have known that I will take out what I really didn't need. Now, my overall backpack weight, including five days of food and two liters of water, went from 35 pounds to 24 pounds. The dry weight, and that includes everything except the consumables like food, water, and fuel. It went from 28 pounds to 14 pounds. My back and my knees and my lungs thank me every step I take. What's my takeaway? Invest in quality for your big three. Your backpack, tent, and sleep system. This is an investment. It'll set you up for success. And some will advise new hikers to buy cheap and see if you're going to like backpacking at all. There's some logic to that advice. After all, if you pay a lot of money for gear and you use it once to learn and hate this, then you're out a lot of money for nothing. But you can resell the gear. Quality gear always is in demand. And there are Facebook groups and hiking clubs that connects wanting hikers to unwanted gear. So I have a different opinion. Buy a day pack. Something big enough for a lunch, water, first aid kit, an emergency blanket for in case that you have unanticipated problems, and a jacket. You can pick them up for a much better price than a large backpack. You don't need as much gear. Go on some longer day hikes. Get out and see the sights. Go home at night. And then maybe if you have a tent or can borrow one and a sleeping bag, sleep in your own backyard. That's okay. Get a taste of it all. Walk enough to get sore muscles. Learn to stay warm at night with a sleeping pad. Eat some trail meals and see what you like and what you don't like. 
Sure, you can make your first hiking experience to be an Appalachian Trail through hike. Dixie did that, but chances are that if you're not familiar with the outdoors, the chances are great that you won't have a good experience. This isn't a race. It isn't even a marathon. This is backpacking. When we slow down to two miles an hour and look at what is around it to see the beauties waiting in the woods, then we discover that our physical health improves. Blood pressure, blood sugar in my case, oxygen levels, even bone density improves. Our mental health improves. We step away from the distressing news reports and competing demands for attention. I focus on what I need today, what is around me right now, the smells, the sounds, the tastes of nature, and mentally I am calmed. Spiritually I'm healthier because of the trail. There's something for me in hearing birds and seeing animals, smelling pine and cedar, being immersed in creation. I began to feel less a foreigner looking at the beauty that surrounds me and more a part of that beauty. There's a peaceful harmony that seeps deep into my soul. The stressors grow quiet. I'm filled with something indescribable. It's what the desert fathers and mothers called prayer. They called it Lexio Divina, or speaking the divine. It was a rhythm of seeing or hearing without trying to interpret or understand. And then after drinking deep in that experience, they reflected on what they had seen or heard. Next, they responded to it. They may break out in song or shouts or just weep because they became part of their experience. And finally, they rested. And that's the way I like to hike. I do it best when I hike alone. But still, I enjoy the company of others. And that's a topic for another time. We began talking about backpackings and somehow I got off into the health benefits of the trail. And I think that's where I find my love for hiking. It's like a special soothing ointment poured over my injured and aching soul. But let's get back to the gear for now. The backpack is one of a hiker's big three. And it's a worthy investment to get a comfortable pack. Before forking out $300 or more on a pack, I do recommend getting something smaller that can carry a few things for a day hike and then get out and walk. You may only walk a mile and that's okay. I recommend walking toward a goal, a place that offers a reward. I used to walk to a rock that stuck out into a local creek. The rock was long and flat. It was interesting in itself. It stuck halfway across the swift waters of a creek. The water ran down, making a rumbling sound as it poured over and around other large rocks. It's a beautiful spot where I would sit and just take it all in. I wasn't tired. That wasn't the purpose of my rest spot. It was just pretty, and I enjoyed it. And after sitting a while, I'd walk back home, and I was better for it. So start with short walks that help you build to longer walks. Don't be in too much of a hurry. Make enjoyment the priority. It's amazing what a cheap day pack can offer you. You can also get good deals and discounts 
REI is a great store. And if you join the co-op, I think it's a one-time $30 membership fee, then you get notified of their offers. You receive an annual dividend based on the amount of money that you spend through the year. Okay, I spend way too much. But this year, I had enough dividend to buy a new pair of trail shoes. I got a new pair of Ultra Long Peak 6.0s and eight new MSR Groundhog tent stakes. Now, don't worry if you don't know what I'm talking about. We'll talk more about all of these things in future podcasts. The point I'm trying to make is don't be in too much of a hurry. Slow down to enjoy getting your body ready for hiking and use the time to look for good gear at good prices. This is the third time I mentioned the big three in this episode. If you backpack for a while, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you may not be familiar. So let me share. The big three includes my backpack, as we've been discussing. It also includes my shelter. Some use hammocks. Others, like me, prefer to stay on the ground and use a tent. Both hammocks and tents come in many configurations. I think it's best that we talk about them in the next episode. And then the third member of our big three is the sleep system. I call it a sleep system because there are a few components needed for good sleep. You may think, all I need is a sleeping bag. I throw it on the ground and I'm good. Well, no, you're not. You're going to freeze. The ground is like a big heat sink. It just pulls all of the heat out of your body and absorbs it into itself. I remember a few years ago, I was stationed in upstate New York. I visited a friend who put me up in their guest room, and the room had a waterbed. I'd never slept on a waterbed before. I was excited at the thought of getting a wonderful night of sleep, and I crawled in and nearly froze to death. The watery mattress pulled all of the heat from my body. I didn't know that I was supposed to turn on the heater. Sleeping on the ground is like that. I need a good sleeping bag and a good mattress. For me, I use a Big Agnes Ultra. It's an insulated air mattress. Again, we'll talk about sleep systems more in the future. It's only important now to know that my sleep system includes my sleeping bag. Some use a quilt. We'll talk about those two. My sleeping pad or air mattress and a pillow. Yes, I need a pillow. It doesn't need to be fancy, but something to hold my head up in line with the rest of my body. Or otherwise, I wake up the next day and my neck is so stiff that I start hurting when I don't need to hurt like that. That's the big three. And we've talked a lot about my backpack. We discussed how the trail is good for you all over. We introduced shelters and sleep systems. These are some of the foundations to help get ready for hiking. The trail is a special place. We step onto its pathways with our own goals in mind. I know many who begin wanting to conquer the trail. They want to bag the peaks. They want to hike the big miles. And to you, I say, God bless you. The trail is waiting for you, and it'll give you all that you can handle. But personally, I hike to experience the trail, to see its beauty for myself, to smell the sense of nature, and to learn its lessons. 
There's a hiker saying that we all keep in mind as we talk about all of these adventures. And the saying is, hike your own hike. I have a YouTube channel and I invite you to subscribe to. It's free and it helps me out a lot. The channel is Wandering Monk Paths. Wandering Monk Paths, P-A-T-H-S. I hope you enjoyed some of the beauties of the various trails in my videos. This year I'm hiking a variety of different places through a series that I have called Trails Less Traveled. I also have a website with links to a blog, pictures of various trails and links to my YouTube channel. And you can find the website at www.wanderingmonkhikes.com. These are the ways that I'm sharing what I've learned and what I'm learning. I'd love to hear what you're learning too. So let's go walking together. Leave the